Hi, it's Leon Dolan, and my new book, The Marriage Sabbatical, is out now and available everywhere. People Magazine chose it as an April pick of the month, one of the best this week, a hopeful take on commitment, they said, and an innovative story about marriage. Mmm, sounds juicy. The Marriage Sabbatical, out now, available everywhere. Hi, this is Julie. This is Liz. This is Sheila. This is Monica. This is Leanne. We are the Satellite Sisters. You are listening to Satellite Sisters To Go. We are the Satellite Sisters. Welcome to the show. It is Sunday, October 30th. I'm Liz Dolan in Santa Monica, California. I'm joined by my sisters, Julie Dolan in Dallas, Leon Dolan in Pasadena, and Monica Dolan in Portland, Oregon. How's everybody doing this week? Everybody good? Great, Liz. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Now, we did have some technical issues. I want to, right out of the gate, address an announcement we made last week which didn't turn out to be quite as definitive as we would have liked it to be. <laughs> but I think we might have troubleshot our way out of at least half of the problem this week. So the big announcement last week was our new iPhone app. And instructions for how you can download the iPhone app are posted at SatelliteSisters.com. Now, Julie and Leon, you seem to have had very opposite experiences trying to download podcast box which is the app you need to get satellite sister so julie didn't work out so well for you it's been a long frustrating week liz i have to say that um but liz first of all your instructions at satellitesisters.com they were not the problem very clear very easy to use the link is there you go to podcast box you download that to your iphone okay I achieved that. I okay. could I could accomplish that. And I had the little icon on my iPhone. I was pretty psyched. But the problem was there was nothing in I, the podcast box. Mm-hmm. I couldn't go from there to the next step, which is the most important step, which is to download Satellite Sisters so that you can have all of the shows right there on your phone, anytime, anywhere you want to be. So... Right. Um, and so can I, I say, did, Julie, you're not alone. We did get some posting at our Facebook group, the Satellite Sisters, that people were experiencing similar frustrations early in the week. Early in the week. And mm-hmm. so I so I immediately, of course, though, when when something goes wrong, I think it's my fault. Of course. Yeah. Of course. <laughs> I think I think it's the user, okay? Or I think it's the equipment. So I did a lot of troubleshooting on me first, the user. What was I doing wrong? Did I not read the instructions correctly? What had Liz told me? What was, you know, so I went all through that. Then I went through my phone. I, I felt, well, maybe I haven't been updating my phone. Maybe there's some new stuff I need to do. So I was plugging, you know, I was just recharging <laughs> everything. You know, you know how it is. I know, I know. You never okay. think it's really them, not you. I know. No, and then I, then I was like, immediately, okay, I'm going to go to the Apple store. I'm going to face the humiliation of the genius bar where, you know, no matter how kind they are, you do feel like an idiot when you go to the genius bar. Um, but I couldn't get an appointment. I couldn't, there were, they were like sold out all week because they have that new iPhone 4S or whatever. So all the appointments are taken. (laughs) So I was just there alone, but Liz, from across the world, you are troubleshooting. You and Sarah were on this, and you gave me the, you know, you told me to contact Podcast Box directly, which I did. And I have to say, Podcast Box, they got right back to me, sent me an email, said they'd be right, in, right, right back in touch. Mike, 
emailed me right away and he told me to do exactly what I had already done like five times, which is to delete the icon and try reboot it and try yeah, it again. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah, so, so Mike, I kept Mike trying, wasn't really that much help, was he? But no, no, but he was prompt and he was nice. So, uh, so hats off to Mike. But Liz, you know, just <laughs> prompt, you know. prompt with his useless suggestions. <laughs> <laughs> so, so my thinking was okay. I figured I had a week until we did this, uh, until we did the um, podcast. So I was like, okay. So I thought I'm going with my secret weapon, and that is my oldest son Nick, who can make anything work. Okay, I don't have any teenagers at home. See, Leon, you have a stable of teenage boys, which this yes. is. They, they are your go-to people when you have an incident. Yes, this. You know, that's that's real. And so I figured. On the weekend, I could go over to Nick and I could just ask him and he would he would help me. But I thought, well, I'm just going to give it one more time right before the podcast um, just to see what happened. And lo and behold, I have the Satellite Sisters. (laughs) I know. So it's about the 14th time that I, you know, that I deleted and then reinstalled podcast podcast box. But it works. So I just pass that on as a little tip um, for the, those that are still trouble, troubleshooting this. I, I think just something magically happened halfway through the week. That's my theory. I don't think Mike did anything. I don't think we did anything. I think for some reason in the beginning of the week, it was not working. And now it is. Because, Leon, what was your experience at the end of the week? My, I, I had literally no problems downloading the podcast box and then getting to Satellite Sisters. It took me 12 seconds. My problem was remembering my apple id which i have now changed so many times in the last two weeks with uh i got a new iphone and this and that and uh, you know all the ids are running together in my mind and you need a capital letter and two numbers and it has to be eight things so i had to i had to switch my apple id like 27 times but then once i get in 12 seconds download a podcast box typed in satellite sisters there it was it was quite a hoot actually it is fun. <laughs> i want i want a nap why can't i get a nap well, sure. my own yeah. nap? just a leon dolan app well chaos chronicles app no, the no, chaos chronicles chaos. app yeah. sarah's i know sarah's sarah's working on it so uh i'm very excited it was really fun i hadn't heard last week's show with the big announcement oh, so that's yeah. what i did i listened to that last night while i made some beef stew i enjoyed it Oh. It, it, it's it's fantastic. So the portal is open right now. So yeah. now's your yeah. chance that it's working. <laughs> so if, if, if you have an iPhone, however, right. here's the bad news. We have an iPhone app and we also had a new Android app. But for some reason, as soon as the iPhone app started working, the Android app disappeared. And we can't figure really? out why. Yes. It's a mystery, Lee. <laughs> It's a mystery. Webmaster. You know what? I say that all the time on Chaos Chronicles. There's no there there at these places. Yeah. The app world or iTunes. There's no one you can. There's no Mike. Mike is, Mike is, at, Mike is at Podcast Box. You can contact him directly. <laughs> see, see, Podcast Box is a subsidiary of our, uh, our podcast server, which is called Liberated Syndication or Libsyn for short. So Libsyn is the one that does these apps for us. And now Sarah and I are thinking, maybe we're only allowed one. So maybe as soon as the (laughs) iPhone one started working, they just turned off Android. But the Android app was in the Android app store, and then it just disappeared. So for those of you who have already downloaded the Android app, could you do something for us? Could you see if it's working? And if it's not, just send us an email 
just uh, sisters at SatelliteSisters.com is our email address. Just send us an email so we can forward that on to the mythical Mike and his co-workers at Podcast Box. <laughs> and we'll okay. see because we, we know we want to get that fixed, so we're working on it. But in the meantime, all you iPhone people, and now there are lots of people happily posting that it did work for them at our Facebook group, yes. The Satellite Sisters. So if, you're, if you had good luck with it, please just post that on the Facebook page. We would like to hear that. If it didn't work for you on the Android side, send us an email so we can forward that on. Because, okay. you know, we know both of these things, there's a small fee involved. So we kind of have to deliver now that there's a fee. <laughs> normally, <laughs> right. with, normally with our podcast, we, con- we rationalize, well, it's free anyway. So we're doing the best we can. Uh, but as soon as we start charging for things, I think we need to up the ante a little bit on the customer service <laughs> side. But that's all up to Mike. <laughs> who I do not believe really exists anyway. Oh, no, he's coming to Thanksgiving, Liz. I, I, I promised him. I said, if you get this working, Mike, you can come to Thanksgiving at the Dolan House. Yeah. Okay, and, and Monica, you do not have a smartphone, right? <laughs> I've been very silent in this conversation. I'm out of it. Julie, you sent me a text yesterday, and I answered it, didn't I? Uh, Monica, I was blown away. It I was know. Two letters. It was it four letters? Two letters. Okay. <laughs> and I have to, like, scroll through to find the O and then scroll. But I did send a text successfully, so yeah. I don't have any apps. Okay. It's, we want you, we want to bring you along, Monica. It's part of the safety net, like into the next technological decade. You just need to come with us, start texting slowly. <laughs> Apps will come. They will come your way. Yes, we know, we know you're not an early adopter, but somewhere along the adoption curve, maybe at the back end of the adoption curve, we can, uh, we can get you on board with the app. Um, well. Well, you know, speaking of app sisters, I, I for my husband's birthday, I got him an iPad. Um, oh, nice! And, you know, very nice. This was a while, while back. It was about six months ago. Um, I got him. You yeah, know, of for, course, we don't know when your husband's birthday. No, is. no, of course. <laughs> Just believe me. It was about six months ago, and I believe that we went to the Apple store, and because he was he had not used an Apple in a long time. Um, someone at the Genius Bar kind of helped us, and we picked out all these apps to put on the iPad that you know he thought he might like or might need. And one of the iPad, one of the apps he, we, he put on the iPad is IMBD. You know that you know that website that's all about movies and actors and things. Mm-hmm. Well, can I tell you yes. the unintended consequence of giving my husband a piece of technology that now has that app on it? He has now become a movie critic. This is a nightmare. (laughs) My husband. Okay, now let's let's review. My husband was a plane international businessman. uh, Was sitting on a plane next to Eva Longoria. He had no idea who she was. (laughs) Right. Identify her. This is. I think he's only seen one movie in the past ten years: The Bourne Identity. (laughs) The Bourne Identity. Field Field of Dreams. That's pretty much. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Good. Bourne Identity. Field of Dreams. Bourne Identity. Two movies. Okay. Well, now that he has this app, he is like telling me about producers and directors and he has opinions about movies. Okay. <laughs> oh, that sounds painful. Okay. This morning at breakfast, we had a big discussion about Rooney Mara, who you may not know is um, starring in the upcoming 
uh, movie, blockbuster movie that my husband has predicted, um, the the girl with the dragon tattoo. Yeah. Okay, so okay. now he's read all about Rooney Mara, that in fact she is part of the NFL Mara fan, family oh. and she's the daughter yes. of Tim Mara and uh, she's, oh, so he's he's in deep on all of this stuff. We, last <laughs> night, just wanted to go to a simple little movie. We went to go see George Clooney's Ides of March. Yeah, oh, that looks good. Right. Was that good? It's, it's an interesting political theory, uh, thriller. It's a lot like it's very much like up in the air. In fact, oh. that was the thesis that my movie critic husband was like telling me about all the way home in the car, because of course he then pulled out his his IMD <laughs> and he was like reviewing that and he was making the, the and making the thesis that actually George Clooney has now made two depressing movies back to back, Up in the Air, which was Liz. Didn't you say that was one of the most? Oh, I sorry. just wanted to kill myself after. Well, I that's what this is the political version of that movie. You just want to. Cl- kill yourself because it's about how corrupt and bad politics um, in America really is. Uh, it's a good movie, but that's that's the theme of it. So two depressing movies that, again, my husband was doing a compare and contrast with his with his iPad. Okay, it's killing me. No, so I, I think I'm going to talk to Mike, and I'm going to see if I can... <laughs> Get that removed? Delete it. Yes. Yeah, but it is, it's like the power of information, okay? It was... I information mean, in the wrong hands is what we're I talking mean, really, about here. <laughs> wrong hands. I mean, this information has always been out there, but he has not at all been interested in anything to do with movies or entertainment or actors. But now, because it's on the iPad, oh, it's oh, he has mastered it. You just, he's insufferable about <laughs> movies. <laughs> it's like when Barrick started watching the cooking channel. I mean, he's, oh, yeah, he's never awful. cooked anything. He Everything cooks butter like- noodles, you know, and then and now he's like telling me what to plan for dinner. It's unbelievable. It's oh, the same God. thing. Oh, just- that does sound insufferable. Well, <laughs> there's got to be a way you can go in and change his settings so that he's not getting updated information or something. Or Kindle, they got into trouble like a year or two ago by reaching into people's Kindles and removing a book. Maybe there's a way you could figure out how to do that. <laughs> there's got to be some way you can turn it off. IMDb, for people that don't know it, stands for like International Movie Database, something like that. But yeah, I have- it stands for Internet. Movie internet. Oh, internet. Yes. Oh, yeah, it's no pretty straightforward. It's the <laughs> IMDb. It's, it's the internet movie database. <laughs> so it, it's all there. And my husband has taken it as a personal challenge to master uh, the database. So. Well, I, I should have texted Trim because I had to go to IMBD this morning. Because I saw a movie yesterday, and I just I couldn't remember the name of the lead actor. But you know, you just go to IMBD; it's right there. I now and now I know. I'll just call your husband. <laughs> <laughs> right? Please don't. So, what did, movie did you see, Monica? I went to see a movie. I went to see The Debt. Um, oh. sort of dark. You know, Helen Mirren, isn't it? And, oh right! Oh, oh actually, that, that looks good. Right. Yeah, and Tom Wilkinson, Julie, you might like it because it's sort of an espionage thriller. Um, it it was dark. I I thought it was a good movie. It was a good movie for me yesterday. I thought the choices of movies this weekend, the new movies out, were just they just didn't look that appealing to me. So um, I I liked it. Um, I wouldn't rush out to the theater to see it, but I think it's only like in second run theaters now, but it would be worth renting. And Julie, you might enjoy it. You know, the espionage uh, thriller thing, but I, it it starts (laughs) the young actress in the, it takes place over several 
decade. So Helen Mirren is this character, Rachel, the grown-up Rachel. But uh, the young Rachel is played by that actress, Jessica Chastain, you know, oh, who's oh, in like every yes. movie now. She was in The Help and she's in right. The Debt. <laughs> Don't get those yeah. movies confused. And if you would like to know what else she's in, you can go to IMDb. Go to IMDb. Do not get do not get the help and the debt confused because they're very very different movies. Um, good movie, good um, adult movie. Not very good and not great, but I, I'd give it a good. Well, I had a little film festival myself on Friday, speaking of not great movies. Uh, as sort of a pick-me-up, I had a long flight, so I decided to conduct a personal Bradley Cooper film festival. Because well, I, that's, that <laughs> seems like a fine thing to do, Liz. I personally enjoy looking at Bradley Cooper. So <laughs> I was on a long flight home, and I watched Hangover 2. Which, um, if you, it's just, it's got to be a long flight. To, I know, play. I know, I know. But it's, you know, Hangover One was was vaguely appealing. Yes. You know, and this one oh, had, super funny. Yeah, that yeah. was a super funny movie. Yeah. yeah. So the, this is not super funny, but it's funny-ish. It's funny. It has some of the charm of the the main, the first movie, but not all of the charm. But then it obviously. A lot of it takes place in Bangkok, Julie, your former hometown. So I thought it would just be interesting to see, like, you know, where they shot in Bangkok. So Scenes from Bangkok. You have spent a lot of time in Bangkok yes. as well. Yeah, so, so I enjoyed that. And then I saw that Limitless was also on the video player on the plane. And Limitless is the one where he's in it with Robert De Niro and you take yeah. a, you take a pill seen. and you can access 100% of your brain instead of just 10% or whatever it is. And I, <laughs> I could have used that this week. Yes. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I would describe Limitless as sort of Vanilla Sky meets Wall Street, the first Wall Street. Oh, and, okay. And if that sounds really unappealing, it's because it is. It is just, it was just not a good movie. I mean, even if you love Bradley Cooper, this was not a good movie. And it's not Rooney Mara in it or Jessica Chastain, but it's that other actress who's in everything. I am did. It's Abby Cornish is in it. Oh. Oh, okay. And she's right. everything else. Yes. She's also not good. I would say there's nobody in this movie that's really good. <laughs> so, well, no. well, that must have been quite the festival then, sitting there in your seat. Oh, oh but then I watched a hilarious movie. Well, I, anyway, I watched a hilarious movie about aliens in the United States called Paul. It's the, these two British comedians. Oh, that looked so funny. It is really, I had never heard of it, Leon. And it's about these two comic, comic book geeks that come from the UK to Comic-Con and then decide to take a vacation in an RV driving to Area 51 and all of the famous UFO sites around the southwestern United States. And I won't blow the whole story here, but Paul is an actual alien. So I didn't know anything about it, and sadly, the plane landed before I saw the end of it, so I have no idea. Oh. So, so I'm, Paul might be something I would actually rent myself, just so I can see how it turned out. But there are all these crazy good people in it. You know, Jason Bateman who does seem to be in every movie made today also. Uh, Jason Bateman is in it. Seth Rogen does the voice of Paul. Uh, Jane Lynch does a cameo. Kristen Wiig is in it. It Oh, it sounds good. It's really funny. It's just, it's geek humor for sure. But the other movie that I saw last night, speaking of Limitless, um, 
is Margin Call, which is the new movie with Kevin Spacey and Stanley Tucci. Also, oh, also and, and Penn Penn Badgley. Yes, who I had I had never seen before, but he's really oh. good in this. Gossip Girl, yeah. Yeah, I, I enjoy I've, I've never gotten around to watching Gossip Girl. Anyway, this movie <laughs> I would describe as Inside Job meets Wall Street. Oh, <laughs> well, that, there, that sounds like a good movie. Yes, then. this is good. However, Julie, I know your husband, well, he's obviously expanded his repertoire now. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but, but it's limitless, Liz. <laughs> he used to be sort of an action movie guy. <laughs> yes. I would say this is a no action movie this is this is like two men staring out the window and then it's two men staring at their computer screens and then it's two men staring at each other and then they're all smoking and so that's pretty much but the basic story is after the close of trading one day a bank realizes that Things do not look good for the next day, like they are on the verge of collapse. And it's so it's very dramatic because it's about what happens between the close of trading one day and the opening of trading the next morning, like the personal dramas of all of these people who are at the bank at various levels, from traders all the way up to the people that run the bank. So it's basically like, it's not really about Lehman Brothers, but it's sort of that vein of when all the banks started to go bad, what would have been happening in the executive suites at those kinds of organizations. And I would say I really, really liked it. And I took mom and dad, and they also really, really liked it. So there's a whole spectrum of viewership (laughs) and I thought it was uh, I thought it was really great there's one week link so Kevin Spacey's in it Jeremy Irons is in it Stanley Tucci Penn Badgley as you name uh Jeremy Quinto or Quinto, I don't know how you pronounce that. He's in it. He's sort of the key guy in this and but there's only one female character I think in the whole movie let me know and it's sadly it's Demi Moore and uh, oh. she's not who I would have picked for that. She plays sort of the Cruella DeVille role. But because it involves just a lot of staring out the window, you need people with like super expressive faces. Because they're <laughs> oh, yes, that's you think that's out of Demi's. Uh, I don't know. I was just having trouble decoding what she was allegedly thinking as she stared out the window. And, I think and- they couldn't get Jessica Chastain. She's too busy <laughs> in all these other movies, so they had to go with Demi. Yeah, and I guess everyone over forty has had so much Botox that, that when you cast them in a movie, that they were just, they're just kind of thinking on camera. That's going to be tough. Anyway, but I would recommend Margin Call. Very interesting, but also dark. Like, if you're looking for a feel-good, pick-me-up, like we're all going to get through this kind of movie, uh, Margin Call is not your movie. Okay. Definitely not your movie. Wow, quite a movie roundup today, girls. Yeah, even without without entertaining Sheila. I wonder what she's been off seeing. We'll have to have her, uh, you know, email us and let us know. So, Monica, other than going out to see that movie, what have you been up to? Lately? Well, just extreme, some extreme nesting behaviors are going on in my life this week. Now, I'm nesting, not having a baby, but I am getting ready for... <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you clarified that, Monica. Okay. I'm sorry. I don't mean to laugh, but okay. <laughs> you know what? None of us thought that, but okay, good. <laughs> <laughs> For people that for people that know you less well, it's good to just put that out there. It's not right. That. I'm not having a baby, but I'm just preparing for to spend all winter sort of nesting in my house because I'm preparing for the rain to come. Because mm-hmm. the rain does come 
when you live in Portland, Oregon. And when it comes, which it may it may come tonight for all I know, um, it's like six months of rain. So I just I just have been sort of in a frenzy of activities getting ready for sort of heavy fall and winter here. So a couple things I did this week. A, I got out for a walk every single day because it was beautiful this week. And the fall foliage is amazing. I don't know why it's so beautiful this year. But so I just did a lot of leaf peeping, walking out in the woods, feeling sunshine for what could be the last time in a very long time. Then in, you know, a fit of desperation, when I turned on my computer in the morning before going to work, I I went ahead and boom, I bought that Groupon to have my furnace tuned up and cleaned out. Okay. Nice. Wow. You know, did, you, did you get a good deal on that? Uh, oh, I don't know. I mean, you never know with Groupon. <laughs> I, I have, know. You, have you been successful on Groupon, Monica? Well, um, I've had a couple of successes. I had okay. a, I had a good like overnight stay at a nice hotel at the coast for half price. That was good. And then I had a facial, which was allegedly half price. And it was just, you know, the girl just like slapped some cream on my face. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I mean, I think she knew I wasn't going to come back. So I, I'm, I'm, I was a little skeptical about the furnace tune up and cleaning, but I need it. You know, I just hope he doesn't go in there and start cleaning things out. Well, I hope he doesn't find anything in there, first of all. But I hope he doesn't, you know, suddenly I end up with $600 worth of repairs. Right. Because then the Groupon isn't a good deal. (laughs) I bought it last week, but I figured most people in Portland were probably buying that last week, getting ready for fall and winter. So I'm going to give the guy a couple of weeks before I call him. So I'll let you know how that goes. The furnace tune-up and cleaning. Then I went and bought Kitty a new box for the winter. Kitty likes to sleep in boxes in the garage. And her old box was pretty much torn up by the neighbor cat. Um, So I got Kitty a brand new box. So she has her own little nest. I washed all these you know, I have all these shredded flannel sheets that are really old, but I wash them all. So I put them in her box. So she's got a new box. Then I got out my basket of gloves, scarves, and hats. And I did have to use mittens and gloves last week for the first time. So the weather's getting cold. Then I made roasted tomato soup. Wow. And- <laughs> wow. Monica, that is testing. And I got out that uh, Martha Stewart Dutch oven I bought last year. I made a butternut squash gratin, some roasted tomato soup, um, and I'm going to my water aerobics class this week, which is the signal that, you know, winter is coming. Because I, I told the water aerobics instructor I wasn't going to do it at all in the summer when it was warm, but I said the minute it starts raining, I'm going to come back to class. So I got that on top for this week. So just doing nesting. That's a lot of activities, but the water aerobics, that's a good development. On last week's show, we were talking about... Liz, I want to tell you, I went to the library, too, because I thought, you know, library books, that's good when it rains. I got this (laughs) (laughs) I got a whole stack of library books. But, Liz, I got one that appealed to me because, you know, I'd like to lose some weight. It's it's called Just 10 Pounds. (laughs) And And somehow the title of that spoke to me. Just 10 pounds, because isn't yeah, yeah. that all we want? 
We just want to lose 10 pounds. So it's easy steps to weighing what you want. And I, you know, as I perused it yesterday, um, it's more of sort of a spiritual guide (laughs) to, to losing weight as opposed to, you know, here's a 30 minutes of light weights that you can do or 10 minutes of aerobics. But you know what? There's a very spiritual side, too, to just wanting to lose 10 pounds. So I'll let you know how just 10 pounds is when I finish it. It sounds, it sounds like you don't really have to make a commitment with a book t- entitled Just 10 Pounds. Right, Julie. Yeah, it's not like fit for life or anything. No, no, no. it's just, you're right, it's just, just 10 just, pounds. Uh, maybe, yeah, maybe just 8 pounds, you know. <laughs> that's all right. But whatever it takes to wade into the water of, like, fitness, do it, Monica. Yep. That's, you know? Yeah. You know, Monica, yesterday I got talked into going, I, you know, how last, on last week's show, we were talking about how to kick up our fitness programs a notch and that it seems like as you get older, you, you have to work even harder. And that just seems so unfair. And so I decided to experiment going the other way. There are all these programs out there that about don't work so hard and there's one called feldenkrais have you ever heard of this yes <laughs> yes Where only in la <laughs> what is that there's a lot of resting involved it is it's resting <laughs> just lying <laughs> prone it's a lot of prone yeah. just lie down is yes. that the you you lie down and you move your arm you're lying on your back julie on the floor and you move your arm and then you put it back and they say so how did that feel I'm signing up for this class immediately, Liz. (laughs) And then you make a slight adjustment and you do it again. They're like, did that feel better? And yes, yes, of course it does. Because now you're just thinking about, you know, you're lying on the floor and nothing could be easier than this. Um, So, but I did manage, I could be the only person ever in the history of Feldenkrais to injure myself in the workshop. (gasps) (laughs) I don't know what, at one point we were like, you had to, grab your foot with your hand and and kind of stretch out your leg and i don't know my left leg uh, something snapped when i attempted to do that uh so um i actually had to leave the feldenkrais workshop early <laughs> you tapped out uh, yeah t- top top anyway but it was it was it was an effort to try an alternative to just beating myself up more you know there people have these plausible theories that if you could beat yourself up less that might also i don't know rev up your metabolism or something anyway i'm working on it it's but it because it does just 10 pounds sounds good though (laughs) (laughs) and reading it's a light activity (laughs) you get some points for that i'm sure stretched out on the couch oh god all right well you guys remember when i sent you that um well, you know how we like to communicate behind the scenes about Chico's, right? We yes. just have a very soft spot in our hearts for Chico's because when we did the Oprah Winfrey tour, they were our official dressers uh, on all four stops. And we got all these great Chico's clothes. And we got very close with the women who literally now have risen to the top of Chico's, like Share Canada, who's featured in every Chico's catalog, right? Yeah. Right. And, you know, and come on, Chico's, it's... You've got to love a, a company that's really targeted at women our age. Yes. And they're out there every day doing stuff like, 
you know, just for women our age, you know, and you go into the stores, they're very helpful that everything's always on sale. They've got, yeah, all right. and, I mean, it's a, it's a fabulous. Yeah, and the sizes are just like one, two, three. Now you yes, never right. have to I mean, actually pick they, up the 14. <laughs> it's very positive. The whole place is very positive. Yeah, so we have had a lot of fun. I mean, we loved wearing our Chico's clothes. We loved having, uh, you know, them pay special attention to us. So I get, of course, the Chico's e-newsletter. And uh, it came in the other week, and I immediately fast-forwarded it to all of you guys, forwarded out, um, because Diane Keaton is their new spokesperson. And she looked unbelievably great in that Chico's photo, didn't she? (laughs) She did. She looked great. That was, I was shocked that Diane Keaton had signed up for that, but good for her. And you know what? She has never done a fashion spread before. She has never oh. worked for a fashion company. So she's done makeup, but, uh, but she's never done fashion. So, I mean, and somehow. she was wearing a very smart red coat. Yes. And was- fantastic Diane Keaton black turtleneck. And she had like leopard print um, uh, gloves on. She just looked like Diane Keaton, and yet somehow she was wearing Chico's clothes. It was unbelievable that those things were occurring simultaneously. So, um, but then I became... Well, you know how they believe in a touch of animal print. They always have. They yes. always have. Yes. And I bet Diane had a belt on because they are belt believers, you know, <laughs> as, as I am now. I'm sitting in here in my closet with all of my belts that I have yeah. acquired. I wonder if they told Diane to push up the sleeves so that she looked taller. Remember yes. when they told us that? Push I, up your sleeves. You'll look taller. I, so I, many- I always have done that since then, haven't you? <laughs> yeah. So many things we learned from our short time with Chico's. Uh, and, um, and so Julie responded back, of course, I wonder if Diane Keaton is wearing a washable suit. And... <laughs> One of the unbelievable things that Julie got as part of the Oprah Winfrey tour was no, no, a- Liz got. Yeah, Liz. I got it. I got it. Because she was the businesswoman. This was the businesswoman. So they styled the clothes to match our sort of personalities and lives, which was fun. I yeah, thought and, Liz was and- the businesswoman. And Liz, you got a suit you could literally put in the washer. Is that true? Yeah. It was a pinstripe suit. It was a pinstripe washable suit. Yes. And that became like our laugh line for the next several years. Anytime <laughs> anyone was having a down day, all you have to say are the words washable suit. And you're going you're gonna to lift up all of the Satellite Sisters' moods because we thought that was so hilarious. Yes. So, so when Julie responded back like, hmm, I can't wait to see Diane in that washable suit. I mean, for 10 days, I have been laughing so thank you julie because i have had kind of a rotten 10 days so every time i think about diane i think washable suit it makes me laugh oh it's hilarious but i became so obsessed i actually went friday and got my hair cut like diane keaton in that photo leon i was gonna get my hair cut like diane keaton in that photo i swear to god that was the first thing i thought of when i saw that picture that's my next haircut. It's a great haircut. It's short but long. And it's yeah. like PC but young and snappy. So I took it into my hairdresser. I had grown my hair out a little long, wanted to wear it long for Will's wedding, but knew I was going to have to cut it off. I can't. I'm too old to wear my hair that long. So uh, so I said, can you do this for me? And sure enough, I had the Diane Keaton. I actually printed out the Chico's newsletter and brought it in with me so she could see it. And I said, I'm going to get those leopard print gloves right after this haircut. 
<laughs> Lynn, so, that would be fabulous for I all know. your speaking engagements. Just yeah. you like to talk with your hands. Just have I the know. gloves on. Yeah, get the yeah. gloves. I'm going to look like Diane Keaton. So I'm so pleased with my haircut, and I'm I'm standing out in front of my house, and who drives by but Sheila? And Sheila yells out the window. I'm going to the hairdressers to get my hair cut like Diane Keaton. <laughs> oh, no. So that is three out of five sisters are going with the Diane Keaton. I don't know, Julie, you and I have not been paying attention, apparently. I mean, Liz, I, as I'm sitting here listening to this conversation, I was thinking, can I pull up that haircut on the screen while they're talking so I can see? Because I got to get my haircut this week. Maybe I should get a Diane Keaton too. I know, although I, I, I don't, I don't think my hair would work with that. But so, so did Sheila it. go to get that? She went yesterday to get a cut. I'm literally standing there still with the Diane Keaton photo in my pocketbook. I've just returned home. And she just random drive by. I'm going to get my hair cut like Diane Keaton. Believe it. So, well, well, you better uh, get down to the store and get those uh, leopard print gloves before she, uh, Sheila. I'm going to scoop her in the beret. So cute. Special Diane Keaton beret they're selling there at Chico's. Uh, half cashmere. So that looks good. All I'm right. Not, I want to see a photo of you and Sheila together on the block. <laughs> <Our> matching haircuts. <laughs> matching Diane I know what Keaton. getting for Christmas. Okay. <laughs> This is this is the problem with living so close to Sheila because literally the other day I was at I was just picking my son up at a school event and um, but it was it was like 11 o'clock at night. So I had my glasses on and I had uh, a big scarf on. And what else did I have on that was very Sheila? I don't know. One of my son's friends said, you know who you look like? You look like Miss Dolan. (laughs) Really? <laughs> Meaning Sheila, the teacher, because uh-huh. she's a student at the same school as Sheila. So I was like, yes, I'm Miss Dolan's sister. So it was just really funny. You look just like Miss Dolan. All right, now I'm really going to look like Miss Dolan. Okay, all right. Puffy, you probably had a puffy vest on, just like I, Yeah, I was trying to, what was I had something else on that was very Sheila. Anyway, okay, now this is, this is completely off track, but I'm just going to mention it because um, – have you noticed how much the Madoffs have been in the news lately? All so- sorts of Madoffs. Uh, the daughter-in-law has been out promoting a book. She was married to Mark Madoff, who committed suicide. And now Ruth is doing her first public interviews, the wife, and Bernie's making statements from prison. But here's the really weird thing. They all seem to be turning on the concept of suicide. Mm-hmm. And I don't get it. It's just... It's terrible that Mark Madoff, Bernie's son, committed suicide. But his wife has written a book about it, essentially, and is now out promoting it. And every time someone asks her about the suicide, she starts to cry. And I'm sure she does. But I just don't understand when suicide became a PR hook. Mm -hmm. I don't really get that. And then this week, Ruth Madoff issued this statement like, oh, Bernie and I thought about committing suicide too. Like, like, like it's a washable suit. I mean, I don't (laughs) I, I agree with you, Leanne. They've it's been really like she, they've been on a big media tour this week. Yeah, I just uh, don't understand. Well, I don't it, understand why we're supposed to feel sympathetic to them, right? I, I mean, right. the the wife of the the son that committed suicide. I naturally, there's nothing here that is her fault. But no. for the rest of them, I have to admit, I do not have a lot of sympathy. And it's funny, even last night after the movie with mom and dad. Mom brought that up. She said, did you see that Ruth, Ruth Madoff saying that she attempted suicide? I don't believe that for one second. Because no, you know I know. What? If, you, if you want to kill yourself, you just take enough pills. It is not that hard. 
Wow, mom. Okay. Uh, You know what? It's interesting to hear mom say that. She's probably right about that. Yeah. Yeah. I I don't want to be cynical, but I was thinking it may just made me think like if we were still on the air with Satellite Sisters, we would have been pitched. I'm sure that story uh, by Stephanie Madoff. Her book is out. I mean, she literally was on the Today Show. She did a whole hour on The View. She's been on all these radio shows. And every time she talks about her husband's suicide, she cries. And I just think, you know what? I kind of understand you want to quote clear his name, but is it, writing a book and going on a media tour the way to do it? I guess it is in 21st century America, but I just find the whole thing rather distasteful. And I don't and get it, it. Well, and it's also that certainly she is, if the book is successful, she's going to profit from it. And, you know, when you think about all of the innocent people, hardworking people that invested their money, the not-for-profit organizations that lost money with Madoff, that in any way that anyone connected with that, because obviously the only reason she's going on this high-profile book tour is because her last name is Madoff, and that's, you know, there is, you know, she's tied to that whole financial scandal and that financial crime that, and I don't think she should, I don't think she should be able to profit from it, even if she's out there, uh, you know, allegedly talking about suicide. Yeah. I don't know, you know, who would even buy that book. That's the other thing. I'm like, this just seems like a very odd, you know, deal all the way around the book and then people, everyone having her on. And I mean, I have not been able to sit through any of the interviews because it just seems so distasteful on every single level. So, hey, right. to bring us down, but no, I just I'm thought so it made sad me for, I'm so sad when I think about all of the people that lost everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. So really when, hard. So when you hear like Barbara Walters on the news this week saying she talked to Bertie Madoff and he's in therapy now to try to understand what he did, I don't care. I really yeah, don't care. I don't care either. That you know, like I feel some sympathy for the wife of the son because she's attached to this huge crime and huge tragedy through no fault of her own. But like the rest of the family, the closer you get to actual Bernie, the le- the less sympathy I have for you. And for Barbara Walters to be talking to him and oh, that's good news. He's going to figure out why he did it, and he feels a lot of remorse. I don't care. I really yeah, I don't care either. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. I just, I just don't care. I don't care about the whole thing. Okay, I have to get that off my chest. <laughs> <laughs> okay, on a much smaller scale, can I bring up a scam that I encountered this week? Yes. Oh, yeah, okay. All right, here's the deal. As I mentioned earlier in the show, I had several long plane flights, and it's because for my job, I went to Madrid this week, which, by the way, can I just say, fantastic city if you it is amazing i had never been there julie oh yes madrid madrid is amazing it is so beautiful it is so elegant the people are so lovely it's you know uh it feels like a great european capital but also kind of small and friendly and it just it was fantastic i it's not like i was shocked because people had always said yeah madrid is great but i had just never been and so add that to your list of places to see i there on another show i'll tell you which places to take off the list but put madrid on the list <laughs> anyway as you know if you've ever been to madrid um breakfast lunch and dinner is uh ham yeah uh, it's the jambon as the, they call it over there the right? jambon yes and the yeah. key to the jambon julie which was uh explained to me at breakfast lunch and dinner every day is that the pigs the high quality pigs that become the jambon they spend their whole life only eating acorns. 
Mm-hmm. So oh. that's why it has that nutty, delicious flavor. Mm-hmm. Which I'm thinking, Monica, in the just 10 pounds plan, maybe that's another way to go. <laughs> maybe only eating acorns, you know. You know what? My entire front yard is filled with acorns right now. <laughs> and, when, <laughs> and when the weather really turns bad, I'm just going to have more acorns. Good tip, Liz. Okay. Good tip. I mean, it's just worth a try. Uh, <laughs> it's better than like only cabbage soup, which is, a, mm-hmm. you know, a diet that has worked for some people. So anyway, because it was Jambon breakfast, lunch, and dinner – As I'm exiting the country on Friday in the airport, I'm thinking, you know, mom and dad celebrated their 60th wedding anniversary this week. And I thought, well, I'll go pick up a few things for them because very early in their marriage, they had gone to Madrid. And for our whole lives, they've been telling us how great Madrid is. And maybe that's why I never went there. Frankly, maybe that's (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so so in the airport, in the look like the gourmet gift shop in the airport. I buy the uh, the special salt, the Ibiza salt that they have there. Uh, I buy uh, a little bit of the Spanish olive oil, excellent, uh, and I buy the uh, ham, the jambon. And- because you couldn't find the honey baked ham stores, so <laughs> and, uh, it's pretty much like bringing coals to Newcastle that yes. you were bringing a ham yes. to my. Bringing uh, just a, just a taste of the jambon back to mom and dad seemed like a good idea. And you know, when you're inside the airport in those duty free shops, you have to give them your boarding pass uh, in order for them to sell you the stuff. So you give them the boarding pass, they swipe it through, then they give you, they wrap it all up, they give it back to you, and you fly back to the United States. Well. I guess because I almost never stop and buy anything for anyone when I'm <laughs> right. going in and out of a country. Certainly not jambon. Well, certainly right? not jambon. I was unaware that you were not allowed to bring any meat products into the United yes, States. I know. Where have you been? I knew where this story was going, uh, but go ahead. Did, yeah. But I just don't, I don't shop for things when I'm in these countries. I just sort of get in and I get out. And even if I do buy things, jambon would not be on my list in most of the other countries. So I, so I get to the USA. I'm filling out the little customs declaration. And it says, do you have any meat? And I'm like, well, yeah. So I checked that box. Oh, Liz. Right. I know. Oh, at so, LAX, you're, you, you're passengers traveling with meat? Oh, I can't even imagine. I, I know. <laughs> exactly. That is exactly the line you do not want to be in, entering the United States with other people carrying meat. Right? That is. Oh, there were, and, and believe it or not, Julie, there were hundreds of people in that line. <laughs> there were two. <laughs> and, yeah, Liz, yeah. But I here's know. the thing. The nice ladies in the gift shop at the Madrid airport, they knew perfectly well, once they swiped my boarding pass, that I was not allowed to bring that product into the United right. States. Right. You yes. know, that's where I feel that's a little bit dupe. The rest of it is totally my fault. I get it. I should have been aware of the rules. Uh, but I was not. And I got in line behind a lot of people. Almost everyone else in line that I was behind had come in. There had been 747s that had just landed from Korea and Japan. So almost everyone in front of me uh, was either Japanese or Korean. So I don't think they had jambon, but they had something else. And uh, it was, and they just make you throw it away. So I don't know why you have to stand in line for an hour so they can tell you to throw it away. I said, can't I just throw it away now? Like, why do I have to wait in the line? You're going to, you're going to take it. You're going to take it. (laughs) We should have just started stuffing it in your mouth. 
<laughs> well, maybe, see, maybe that's what the nice ladies in uh, Madrid thought, that you were going to have a little jambon festival before you got on the plate. <laughs> You're totally right, Monica. I should have just eaten it while I was... <laughs> I know. While I was standing in line. But I think the salt content of my blood at that point was already so high from all yeah. of this cured meat after a week in Spain that I just, I think I would have exploded had I attempted to eat it. But then here was the real sticking point, which Julie, you will appreciate the pain of this. So when I get to the front and I say, I'm sorry, I didn't know I was allowed to, I was not allowed to bring Jambon back into the United States, the customs official <clears throat> It was being, she was trying to be as nice as she could. She looked at my passport and looked at me. She said, she said, oh, you're global entry. So that's that super fast, you know, secret pass we have to get. To Which the we're, we're going to have to take it away from you, Liz, because you're traveling with me. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what she said, Julie. Oh, really? no. I, you're kidding me. I am not kidding. I'm not, so when she said, oh, you're global entry, I thought, oh, yeah, see, I get to keep the meat. Okay, that's the, <laughs> that's the way it works. I get, I get Jambon because the Department of Homeland Security already has my fingerprints. So if they need to retrieve the Jambon, they know exactly who I am and where, and where to find the Jambon. So there was a brief moment where that's what I actually thought, that they were going to let me keep the ham. And no, she, she said, do you know that we can revoke your global entry status for trying to enter the United States with ham? <laughs> Oh, Liz. Oh. Isn't that crazy? Come on. (laughs) Come on. And again, I go back to the nice ladies in the Madrid airport. If they had known how my entire world would come crumbling down (laughs) if they revoked my special status to get through immigration quickly. You'd be in jambon prison, Liz. (laughs) That's where you're going. You and Bernie Madoff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so so the ham scam, I got caught up in the ham scam. But the, uh, the one thing that did work well is I followed one of the fundamentals of the Julie Dolan rule of being a tourist. And, and what is that, Liz? Well, Julie, what I learned from you, visiting you in several countries that you used to live in, that if you have a limited amount of time to take in a city that you've never visited before or a cultural institution in the city, just suck it up and hire a guide because that person is really going to help you have some consciousness of why you're looking at all this stuff, right? They're, right, they're... right. I mean, when you came to uh, Moscow, didn't I hire Lydia? And we went yes. around with Lydia, and wasn't she fabulous? Yes. Fabulous. You learn all of the history of the country as you're walking through places. You know, they just, they have a sense of what you would want to know about this, and they would tell you things that you would never otherwise figure out on your own. They put everything that you're looking at in some larger historical context. I learned that from you, Julie. So <laughs> the normally when I, you know, when I'm, on business in a country, you don't have time to do anything special like that. But I noticed that the Prado, which is the main museum in Madrid, very famous, um, was open late at night, one of the nights I was there. And uh, so I mentioned to the people at work, like, hey, I think I'm going to get out about six. I'm skip dinner tonight uh, because I'm going to go to the Prado. They're like, okay, and of course, they're Spanish. They were very happy I was going to see their major cultural institution. And I said, can you help me? Help me? Is there someone you know that could help take me on a good tour of the museum? Which they were thrilled that I even made the request. So I got this incredible woman whose name was Belen. She's an art historian who specializes in tours of the Prado. And I only had two hours. <laughs> and, Liz. So, so she, and it's like, you know, it's thousands of paintings and works of art at the Prado. 
But I said, just like the greatest hits of Spanish painting, Belen. I don't need to see anything from any other country, but Velasquez, Goya, I got nothing on those guys. So <laughs> if we could just focus on the, the Spanish painters you are most proud of, that you love the most, that would make me very happy. So anyway, it was really, really fun. I learned a lot. It was only two hours. I understand that you can't really absorb all of Spanish art in the 17th and 18th centuries in two hours, but I got a running start thanks to the Julie Dolan rule. So. Well, I'm glad that that helped, Liz. Mm-hmm. That's very good. Uh, that's the way. No, it really is the way to do it. Yeah. And the only thing that made me laugh is Castilian Spanish, uh, if you've never been there, and as I've said, I never had, there is, they speak Spanish in a unique way in the Madrid area, which is they substitute the TH sound for the S sound or, yes. the, or the Z sound. And so... I, I really, it's hard enough to say gracias, you know, yeah, when right. you know you don't really speak the language, but whatever, gracias. I've had a hard time saying gracias. <laughs> that was, that <laughs> well, seemed it, like a, bri- a bridge too far for me. <laughs> uh, but then every time she said Velasquez <laughs> instead of <laughs> Velasquez, I got it. I felt really stupid. I was laughing. It's like I had, I was having little washable suit moments in my brain every <laughs> Every time she said Velazquez, but there you go. It was a, it was a really fun little visit. Two hours, just incredibly beautiful work, and I was just, I, I was very happy that I that I made the time to do it, and I did it the right way, as I've been taught by Julie, world traveler. Okay, there you have it. All right. So, what do you guys have going on this weekend? Like tonight, tomorrow night? When is what's going on for Halloween in your households? Lynn, do you have decorations going up? Yeah, I already started. You know, I had the crow theme going. I do a goth front door uh, with crows, and I like to add to my um, you know murder of crows every year. So, I bought a couple more crows yesterday, including one with you know the light up eyes with the screeching Ooh. crow. It's brilliant. So, uh, I actually did some spray painting of some wild things so I'm but you know putting up some contraction contraptions to put the crows on I cut a lot of dead flowers like the end of the season dead flowers hydrangeas and roses and so I've made this whole like archway with the dead crows with the Ooh. crows and the dead flowers it's awesome it's awesome it sounds it's awesome. good wow yeah and uh, we're just uh, debating with the neighbors. You know, we get hundreds and hundreds of kids in our neighborhood. Julie, I bet you do, too. Yes, we are you? kind of destination. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. So mm-hmm. we're just trying to decide Monday night. Are there going to be a lot of kids? So I did my usual. I went out and I bought, you know, the candy. The first hundred kids get the big bars. And then I moved to the smaller fun size uh, to save money. Um, and then I. Uh, Hard times all around. Yeah. And then I and then I just and then I panic. So I buy the candy i think okay that's enough for 250 kids and then i go and like pile six more bags on so that's what i did yesterday i I think i might have to go out and get more candy because i'm I'm in the panic stage but yeah happy to say sisters i have my first inflatable oh boy stalked at monica in august because you know you can't buy halloween stuff around halloween you have to i mean i think i found it in, in July, it was 105 degrees here in Dallas, but there they were at Home Depot, a happy pumpkin with a happy ghost. I didn't want anything scary because I'm really, oh, okay. I'm doing this for my grandchildren. I really want, you know, I, I, I wanted to see the expression on their faces when they see 
the inflatable. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) That's really what it was all about. But now that I have the inflatable up and I must say, you know, the movie critic, my husband over here, um, who, when he's not doing movies, he is out there. He is so proud of that inflatable. He can't, can't, he can't, can't even believe it. I thought he and was the one resisting it for years. He totally resisted it. He did not want it. But now that it's up, it's pretty darn cute. And I have to say, my five-year-old neighbor lives next door. He, he came over and he thought he thought my inflatable looked really good. He really liked it. So I, <laughs> I, I, I'm feeling pretty happy. So I better get some more candy, though. How about you, Monica? Do you think? Oh, you, you know, the, the most I did was, well, I do have a pumpkin. And I'm going to carve it today. And I did, uh, as far as the front door, what I like to do is uh, I trim the rose bush. And then I have a like a bayberry shrub because I don't want the kids' costumes to get snagged on those. So oh, that's I, I tried to make like a welcoming entryway. I just don't want there to be any blood, you know, kids <laughs> to get hurt. But it's not like I, I don't have any inflatables. I'm going to have the standard jack-o'-lantern with a candle. Usually I wear that witch hat, you know, it's my kind of my nod nod to dressing up. I'll I'll wear the witch hat, but I have not purchased the candy yet because I still have about what, like 20 hours. (laughs) (laughs) I have not purchased the candy. I'm going to see that on my way home from work tomorrow. Well, you know, my policy is there's nothing scarier on Halloween than being left alone with a bag of fun-sized bars. <laughs> and that's, I've been in this building for five years, and not once has any child ever rung my doorbell on Halloween. And yet, every year, I go out and I buy the bag of fun-sized bars. So you know who ends up eating them. So, yeah. yeah. So this year, as part of my Feldenkrais makeover... <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm going to not be bringing the bars into the home. I I, I think that's it. I think I can conclude once and for all, if no child has ever turned up at my front door on Halloween, this is not the year it's going to start. Yeah. You you know, Liz, you have so many extra bottles of champagne at your house. (laughs) If someone does show up, just give them that. I wish I had that jambon. Wouldn't that be nice? <laughs> that would have been really nice. I got some sardines. Maybe the, maybe the kids would like Spanish sardines. You were able to bring those into the Yes. Country. Yes. This is what I mean, Julie. This is how random the rules okay, are. Okay. All right. Liz, 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 if they're listening, they're going to take global entry. Take your global entry thing and they can listen, Liz. Oh, that, well, yes. And they know where I am. They have my fingerprints and they know everything about me. Okay. Well, this has been fun, sisters. Happy Halloween. Hope everyone has a good night and a good holiday. Remember, if you want to download our iTunes app, you go to the iTunes store and type in Podcast Box and you download that. And then within Podcast Box, you can select Satellite Sisters. All of the instructions are at SatelliteSisters.com. And if you have the Android app and you've tried that, just send us an email, Sisters at SatelliteSisters.com, and let us know how that's working for you. Because we're troubleshooting that. And who knows what we're going to have in the future, right? Anything? (laughs) It's all possible. It could be that once we get the Android app working again, other parts of our website start to disappear we 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 can we cannot we cannot predict this we just do the best we can so uh so everyone have a good week you All too right, happy thanks. halloween and don't forget call your satellite system